Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Welcome to Fightful. Sean Ross Sapp here for February 28th, 2024. We are joined tonight by Kate because Alex is a little under the weather. You, you might be you might say he ain't got no heart, as uh all of the middle-aged white people on Facebook say whenever University of Kentucky loses, he ain't got no heart. But by ain't God, no Kate. Heart. You've got heart and new hair. I do. Feel free to send in super chats and humper chats about how pretty my hair is. There you go. Please yeah. If you if you're watching, me. if you're watching here <laughs> on YouTube.com/slash Fightful, you can send in super chats. If you're watching on Twitch, on Twitter, on Facebook, or you're on our audio platforms, which we have very many of, you can send in humper chats. That's H-U-M-P-E-R chats.com. Over on uh, Fightful's YouTube channel and those audio platforms, we have a ton of stuff this week in addition to the review shows, in addition to Stephanie Chase's prediction shows, in addition to all that, we have interviews with Bobby Fish, uh, Diana Perrazzo, and Grapsity with Daniel Garcia. And uh, today we got the unfortunate news that Mike Jones, uh, known to many as Soul Train Jones or Virgil or Vincent or uh, Curly Bill, uh, passed away in honor of him we posted what was easily <laughs> the worst interview ever uh <laughs> that we did with him and it's one that i am so fortunate to ha to have had to have had any experience with him uh, i will forever be confused by him sending me a dm that said let's crank <laughs> but listen tonight tonight we're doing cranker chats in honor of Aww. virgil Let's crank, uh, bless, bro. <laughs> bless that man. Um, and uh, we want to send our love to his friends and family, all that stuff. Want to send our love to a person uh, right here in our, in our chat. Vicky, who we've been plotting Vicky on the Discord. We're all going to uh, see each other on Sunday at AW Revolution. Fightful Select uh, now does have a Discord in case you're sick of Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Vicky says, hello, SRS and Fightful Faithful. Sting is the icon. That was crazy, amazing, and unbelievable. We're in for a show we'll never forget Sunday. Can't wait to see you in Greensboro. 
Looking forward to meeting my Fightful family. Vicky, I am going to drop you my number in case you need to drop me a text message. I know that Zach and uh, a couple others have been in touch with you as well. I cannot wait to meet you and so many others on Sunday heading to Greensboro. Uh, I'll be back on Monday, so the backstage report will drop probably Tuesday. But Vicky, I am so excited for you because I know that you are a massive Sting fan. We are never going to get a super chat from Vicky again because Sting's going to be gone. She'll have oh. nothing to send in. <laughs> I love that woman. She is so wonderful. But uh, as things stand right now, Kate, what are you most excited for on Sunday? Man, uh this whole card is really, really, really stacked. I think something that has somehow snuck up on me, which is insane because it's two of my favorite wrestlers in the whole wide world is Eddie Kingston yeah. versus Danielson. Uh, but I've loved the build into the title picture. I've loved what we're getting out of this version of the Young Bucks is very much for me. Like I love what they're doing. So that makes me really happy. So Sting's retirement match for the moment it's going to be for the match it's going to be is something I'm really excited for. But Quite frankly, this is, I think, like one of the best cards that we've gotten from AEW in a wild and the most evenly paced build. So I'm kind of just back in the mode of I can't wait for the card itself. But I'm definitely not jealous of all of you going. Not at all. I'm so very excited for it. Like, I, as Jericho's match ended, I was like, how are they going to shoehorn him into the show? And then I saw it and I was like, that is a perfectly acceptable place to put him on the sure. show. Oh, Makes perfectly sense. acceptable. Uh, so, uh, Lord Zypher says, any news on Revolution being in theaters? So, we got the email, uh, and it said, select bars and restaurants. So, it doesn't look like theaters, but you can go to johanpromotions.com, and they do have a, a listing of of those possible, of those uh, facilities. Meet Normus says, let's crank... <laughs> In honor, in honor of Virgil, I made meat sauce and spaghetti. That is that is sincerely very sweet of you, Meat Normus, that I'm not surprised. As Madness was canceled due to a sirloin deficiency, I blame Kate. Kate, you're not bringing the meats? Look, just because I'm vegan, that means there should be more meat for everybody else to enjoy, okay? But I'm glad because if Miro can't be in this, they shouldn't be doing it. It's not nearly enough meat, and it's definitely not enough Madness if it's just going to be a triple threat. I think it's a good call to probably postpone it. Alex Pulaski and I said, this should be a 64-man tournament. Let's make it like March Madness. I would love that. Meet right. Madness, yes. Madness, like, maybe all week. I would, I, would, I would really love that. Like Selection Sunday. Exactly. And John Silver is just sitting there waiting to get the call to be <laughs> seed number 64. And he does, and he's so happy. The Cinderella story. Tears. I, I kind of like face. that idea. Me too. Like that idea. I want to be on the selection uh, committee. The DI rankings yes. committee put me there. I'm in. I, I would really like it if like they did a selection committee and it's like Scott Norton hanging out backstage with <laughs> Haku and people like that. Like that would be really, really great. Like I, I tweeted this past week. I didn't appreciate Scott Norton nearly as much as I should have. And I've been watching his squash matches lately and they're hilarious because <laughs> as a kid, I was like, eh, shoulder breaker kind of sucks. And then I rewatched it and I was like, can't get your shoulder off the mat if it's broken into five pieces. So not wrong about damn. that. <clears throat> so uh, I want to shout out our, our good friends over at bet online, AG. 
they are where we've got our betting odds for years. Even before we worked with them, uh, we got our betting odds from BetOnline AG. Check them out, guys. They've been around for over 25 years. They are trusted by millions. They You can bet big with high limits. Uh, they get the fastest payouts. And it's every sport and a ton of games as well, like blackjack, craps, roulette, keno, all that good stuff over at BetOnline AG. And they provided us with some odds. And we are going to go very quickly through these before we even review. You can find all these odds on Fightful and on BetOnline AG. Samoa Joe, a minus 1,200 favorite. I've got him winning that. I don't think that... I think that Adam Hangman Page at plus 2,000 is actually very right, too, because as we found out very early in this show, it was touch and go whether he would even actually be on it. But uh, your thoughts on each one of these briefly as as we get into it. Man, I feel like it swerves time. I feel like Samoa Joe is such a great champion. I feel like you can take the belt off of him now or in six years, and it'll feel wrong and right at the same time. I feel like Swerve is white hot right now. I think you should capitalize and give him a healthy reign before I would do Will Ospreay beating him at all in for the title. Tony Storm has emerged as a minus 700 favorite over Deanna Perrazzo. I, I mean, listen, I'm Deanna's a friend. I wish she would win. I think Tony's winning, though. I do, and I would. I think they've done a great job with this story, and I might bite at her winning if we just didn't know who was coming in in a couple of weeks in the town of Boss. And just yeah. feels like that's probably the move. But Deanna's been such a great addition. And I love the story that we've built between her and Tony. I just feel like because Mercedes is coming in, she probably retains here. Osprey, a minus 5,000 favorite over Takeshita. Yeah, he ain't losing his first match. That one's obvious. No, but I think it's going to be match of the night. Wardlow was a minus 2,000 favorite in Meet Madness. Well, that match was set up for him. So, yeah, I think he's going to win this still. (laughs) And then face Samoa Joe, and they will have Meet Madness. Sure. The Young Bucks are minus 700 favorites over Sting and Darby. I think Sting and Darby are going to win. I think Sting and Darby are going to win, and they'll do something else with the tag titles. And I think that Sting will be the ambassador, the mascot, the logo of AEW for, like, a long time. I think Sting and Darby, I think Sting's going to retire as a tag champion. This honestly feels like it could go either way. I think you could have them retain and you do a tournament to have them win. But, and I, I'm not normally a book for the heat kind of gal, but the yeah. heat with the Bucks right now, I'm going to go with the Bucks win this purely based on your reports that Sting didn't even want these titles. I have a hard time believing he wouldn't also go out on his back old <laughs> school. Go with the Bucks there. Roderick Strong, a sizable favorite over Orange Cassidy. I could see that. I, I mean, Roderick Strong was an integral part of this show last year, so I, I could I could definitely see that. Um, but also, Blackpool Combat Club are favored in the tag match. Eddie Kingston favored slightly over Danielson. That's the closest line. And Christian Cage favored not sizably, but enough over Daniel Garcia. Do you see either of those titles changing hands? Or, uh, I mean, FTR is probably the closest. Uh, Brian uh, Brian Danielson's the closest underdog. All those are, pre- are fairly close, like not minus 5,000, minus 6,000 like some others. Are there any that you see the opposite result happening? In? I could see Daniel Garcia winning. I think Eddie, especially after what we saw tonight, wins. Everything else seems pretty in line with what Bet AG says, but... I could see Garcia winning because if they want to keep Adam Copeland face, 
There's some fun work that you could do there. However, real fun way to turn them heel is against Daniel Garcia. Tony Khan has really listened to the feedback, I feel like, of capitalizing uh, when people's moments seem to be arriving. Daniel Garcia's moment does seem to be here. I think Christian still wins, but out of all the ones that you said, I think that's the most likely to maybe flip the odds at Online. Shout out to Bet Online AG. Go over there, check out all their odds. Uh, Terry Allen says, My accent is general American. Is yours this? Well, no, mine is Southern Kentucky. What, what would you say yours is? You, oh, where, mine's where so you... annoying. <laughs> Mine will, if I'm back in upstate New York, we have this very weird Midwestern thing. And if I go there for commentary, come back, I come back with like flat A's that just pop out sometimes. <laughs> But I live in Jersey and I lived in New York City for seven years. So I just have these very inconsistent vowel sounds in my voice all the time. Very odd. 2LT says, my wife and I can't wait to meet some of the Fightful family. We're in for a blast this Sunday. I am, like, I've mentioned this a few times. Like, I'm going to slip into the post-show presser if Sting is there. And I'll get backstage news, obviously. I'm going to be getting scoops. But I'm largely there to just enjoy myself. And I can't wait to meet so many of you guys. It's Sean, they'll say it at the presser, I swear. <laughs> Vicky says, Sean, cash for my girl, Kate's rocking hair. You'll get more money like any smart woman, Kate will verify. I've got a backup wrestler. Vicky, I'm calling your bluff because now Kate's going to have to change her hair every time we want super chats. It's going to be Haley be Williams plot. from Paramore. I think that's, Sean that's should plot. do his hair. Do Switch it up. Frosted tips. Are you not committed to the game? I may or may not have had that back in the day, back in the when when Blink One Eighty Two were, were doing that. I may or may not have had that little gimmick. Pixel Found a picture of it recently, but uh, dare I say that I had the biggest hair transformation of anybody in wrestling media? It got sawed off with a hook knife by Awesome Kong. That is so. fair. That is fair. I am Crush NC says, come to DPW in April. It's so worth it. One of the best promotions in the world. I agree they're one of the best promotions in the world. I have put over Deadlock Pro Wrestling anytime I possibly can. Uh, it says, watch uh, J- Brian Keith, Jake something, old school ROH vibes. I've got nothing but love for Deadlock Pro Wrestling. I think they have cultivated a, a wonderful audience and community. Very smart people. They, I think they're doing things the right way. Very cool to see some independence coming up instead of just GCW. Like we're starting to see prestige really come along to the American revolver. Revolver Revolver Paul Walter Hauser's putting his, his (laughs) golden globe on the line or is it whatever it is on the line against Cardona. I watched a movie last night just because I saw that Paul Walter Hauser was in it. It's queen pins with Kristen Bell and he dropped like three AEW references in this movie. Like he was watching it on TV. He had AEW figures in the background. And then he swiped right on a girl who was at an AEW Dynamite event at the end of the movie. It's it's a really fun movie. And Paul Walter Hauser has become one of my favorite wrestlers. Nice. Uh, Tom LaValle says, the good, Kate's hair. The bad, no meat madness. Oh, we will be talking about that. Thank you. Matthew Hook says, good show. We need another women's match. But this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Sunday. I wish they would do Face of the Revolution ladder match with women, Kate. Athena! If not the face of the revolution ladder match, she won a Fightful Award for in-ring performer from behind the ROH paywall, or show that I review every week that they didn't care about for like eight months. Put Athena on your card. Every other ROH champion gets to wrestle on AEW. Put her there instead of Beat Madness, but I'm with you. I think a women's face of the revolution ladder match would be awesome, especially with the way this division is cooking right now. There's a lot of possibilities that could win something like that. Beat Norma says, shout out to Huntsville. That crowd was hot. Well, they had a good angle to get hot about at the start of the show. Yesterday, it was uh, revealed that Hangman Page would reveal his status for AEW Revolution. And boy, was this a journey. So last week at the end of AEW Dynamite, there was a perceived injury to Hangman Page. Uh, We were able to confirm by the next morning, he was fine. He's just good at working. It was elaborate. It was planned. It was it was set up, so to speak. I think Jerry Lynn maybe took an issue with it, but hey, listen, we're doing our job. He's doing his job. Uh, I think it ended up working pretty well, Kate, because Hangman came out hobbling. And I think that the truth didn't necessarily take away from this angle because the truth was, there was a real possibility that Hangman Page was not going to work at AEW Revolution. Personal related stuff, um, nothing bad, but something that would keep him away from from working that show. And as a result, it was touch and go, and they played off of that tonight. Hangman said, I'm not going to be able to make it, even though you know I said this should be a one-on-one match. I guess I got the guys, uh, the guys wrong. Swerve came out. He talked some trash. Samoa Joe talked some trash. You had Swerve saying, by the time Revolution is over, you're going to be back on commentary in a poncho. And then Hangman swerved Swerve and hit him with the the crutch gimmick. Hit him with the crutch gimmick, Kate. (laughs) I thought this was a wonderful Swerve on Swerve of the Swerve. So they played off the idea that everybody thought you know, maybe he legitimately won't make it. Not even injury related, but hey, listen, we're watching the show. I thought this was a phenomenal way to set this up and to uh, do a little something uh, for, for this story that I'm very excited for Sunday. 
Man, those dirt sheets ruin everything, man. Can't stand it. The business the number is of dead. The number of people. I, I will say this. Sincerely, 85 to 90% of the people in Jerry Lynn's replies that are like, ah, dirt sheets followed me on Twitter. Of course. Of course they did. Oh my God. Dirt sheets aren't new, guys. In fact, they I have an ECW it. DVD right over here where they're like, guess who's sleeping with who? Call 1-900-RUN-4-ECW. And then you would have Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, we've got a lot more on the hotline. 1-900-909-9900. You can call 1-800-555-TELL. And then in between playing rounds of blackjack with a Sean Connery impersonator, could get wrestling scoops and sports scores on those same lines. This ain't new. It, it existed a long time ago. It ain't going anywhere. But uh, I think you, you should call that one? number right now while I give my takes. <laughs> they don't have it anymore because oh. I did try to call it. Um, <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, it was called Tell Me Networks. I, I feel like, who did it get bought by? It got bought by a pretty big company, I think. M Microsoft. Microsoft bought it. Yeah. Oh. There you go. There you go. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of like psych angles, but this one was very, very well done, even though it's not necessarily for me. Um, I, I thought the execution of it was really good. Hangman and a lot of other wrestlers, Kevin Owens falls into this, Ricky Starks falls into it. I'm so frustrated with how great they are at their job because I hate how good they are <laughs> at selling injuries. Hangman had me biting last week, that's for sure. Um, but I loved everything that was set up front. I've loved Swerve as a heel, but him leaning in this face direction, I really liked him kind of saying, um, you know, I didn't want it to happen this way, but acknowledging that an advantage is an advantage. And if the numbers game swings in his favor a little bit more, yeah, good for him. Um, Samoa Joe, man, just <laughs> <laughs> calling people hop along here. I love the, uh, <laughs> they're hungry and accomplished wrestlers, but they're only hungry because Joe is starving their asses. Spots <laughs> be huge. I've loved Samoa Joe for a long time. I love that this iteration of him is just like, I'm an adult, I'm the champion, and uh, I'm Samoa Joe. So it's going to stay that way. Really, really, really good stuff. And I also love the nuance here. And I actually talked about this with Alex in, the, in our DMs a little bit. Like, Hangman is leaning very much heel here, but what he ended up doing was giving fans the match that they wanted initially anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, And he's completely justified in how he feels against Swerve because Swerve broke into his house and messed with his kid. Mm -hmm. So I'm loving the shades of gray that are getting tossed into this. I am not a big triple threat gal. One that's built out this well and one that was based in the ranking story, I think is really good. But ultimately, I loved with Swerve how we got to the point of these guys have been evenly matched the whole way in wins and skill, um, not in wins against each other, obviously, but the whole ranking story to get here. And then to say, you know, we arrived here because neither one of us really had an advantage. And now I do. I just thought it was a really nice touch to this. So even though the psych angle isn't necessarily for me, if you're going to do it, this was a really well done way to do it. Danny Quang says, any news on Ishimori going to AEW and wondering what your thoughts on him being at Collision last week? Have you heard if there's anything more between AEW and him? I have not. I, I did follow up, but I wasn't told anything. Like, I, I mean, I just, it was news to me whenever he posted that picture that, that he was there or anything like that. But 
Um, I mean, he is well traveled. I mean, that's wild to think that he's he's uh, forty one or something. But he he worked the ROH tapings, and that's really about all I know. I mean, I know that. I mean, he had quite a few appearances in Impact back in the day, so working US TV is nothing out of the ordinary for him. But I mean, he's he's good. Wouldn't mind seeing him around more. Don't know what the spot would be for him. I think that right now AEW has an appropriate number of talent and now they're just wedging in CMLL talent as well. Arduit says, can't wait for revolution. This card is going to hump with news like dynasty and more pay-per-views expected. Any idea when, if we can expect pay-per-views on max. So fightfulselect.com. That is our premium service. $5 a month gets you exclusive news over 40 podcasts, weekly Q and A's, and now our discord channel as well. Uh, but we had broken that news today that the AEW Dynasty trademark was in relation to a possible pay-per-view uh, in April. They have never done an April pay-per-view, and that would mean them doing a March, April, and May pay-per-view, which is very interesting. Uh, I haven't heard anything else on additional pay-per-views as of yet, but like Forbidden Door would be when? Probably June. So we're talking about them going March, April, May, June, August. So who knows if they do anything in July. We always know they got one in September. So this is going to be the busiest AEW pay-per-view year ever by the looks of it, Kate. And I I sure would like to be able to get those on max. That would be very handy. Yes, this is very expensive unless maybe you have the best VPN in the game. But wait, 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 you mean I've often talked about uh, how much of a pay-per-view buyer I am. Take that any way you want it, but I'll tell you how I take it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Fastest VPN on the planet, global server network, all that good stuff. That's great. But a big, big reason why I got NordVPN.com slash Fightful is all the pay-per-views I buy, all the money we're spending. We're trying to control costs as a company, as a household. You can get those UFC pay-per-views at a fraction of the price you're paying here in America. Plus, you can get all kinds of great content that you wouldn't normally see thanks to those services as well. Shows that are on overseas services, things that you want to watch a little bit early so you get on that UK time and watch them. Being able to change the interfaces of things like the WWE Network, maybe you don't like Peacock, anything like that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that ability while having the fastest VPN on the planet. Also, you just get so much more out of your internet experience with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Subscribe to, to Fight and AEW Plus. Watch AEW without commercials. Uh, watch Bare Knuckle Boxing. Watch UFC pay-per-views, boxing pay-per-views at the rates they're getting over in the UK. Change your virtual location with just one click. And hey, if you need any help using it, they got that 24-7 tech support. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I mean, you will you'll end up paying like the price of one pay-per-view for like four or five of these if you use NordVPN. Ryan Don't be says, nerdy. Be nordy. Yeah. <laughs> at least half nordy. Uh, Ryan says, have you heard why Gabby Tuft was at Dynamite? Uh, just visiting to the best of my knowledge. Okada at Revolution. I haven't heard that as of yet, but I would expect him sooner than later. Dero Hayes says, not watching Revolution, taking family to Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision next week. Hope it's a great card. Can't wait. I mean, I had been told outright the first 
like half month of AEW is supposed to be pretty wild. I mean, they're they're getting big names in, and I hope you have fun. I mean, that Greensboro show I think is going to bring me back to why I really loved watching AEW, and it's the hot crowds. Jam Beard says that Sean should do the Scott Steiner goatee. Ah, uh, not quite, not quite, buddy. <laughs> Arduit says <laughs> didn't get to see the show. But just from the list goes on earlier, and what you get when you Google SRS, SRS stands for trans rights. No, I was talking about people who accuse me of vanity searching. And I said, well, if you type in my own name, my own tweets come up because I tweet a lot. If you type in SRS, well, let me tell you, most people around the world don't know who Sean Ross Sapp is. They are talking about something serious or they're talking about sexual reassignment surgery. Oh, there you go. Kaza says, crank that jungle boy. Man, <laughs> that was a missed opportunity right there. It was. A real missed opportunity there. Um, <laughs> we've got Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, Brian Danielson, Moxley, and Claudio defeating Eddie Kingston and FTR. This, got, this is awesome chance. That's what this was. This was a way to say, I hope you like what these guys are doing because they're going to do it at the pay-per-view as well which included Cash and Moxley just beating the shit out of each other. Yes, it at did. At the start of it. And then Danielson choking out uh, Eddie Kingston. How'd you feel about that, being a big-time Eddie Kingston supermark? Well, good, because if you do wrestling math, that means he's probably retaining on the pay-per-view. <laughs> so that made me happy, but I really liked this this is like couldn't be more kate's shit if you tried like this is exactly <laughs> what i love to see in a trio i love dax harwood as a hot tag he just i think because he's so old school his approach when he's a hot tag is is something that i really appreciate loved the tiger driver and danielson breaking it up and kind of egging eddie kingston on in that um loved moxley spiking kingston with the pile driver and dax coming in Always love the triple sleepers and anvil elbow spots. Absolutely, absolutely adore it. Um, and I also like Eddie Kingston falling asleep. Like, Danielson has to get the the win here. I loved him continuing to talk. He was probably talking a bunch about clams and how he's going to dig them all and how he's just really out there after all the clams that he can possibly get his dirty little fingers on. Uh, but I really, I really enjoyed all of this match. It got a ton of time. Um, and I, I felt like it was really well used. And in a week where a lot of AEW talent have off for a lighter schedule because they've pre-taped Collision and Rampage, I was like, of course, these guys are the ones that are working the longest match on AEW Dynamite. But uh, I, I really liked it. I love those uh, triple sequences so much, like the triple sequence of the um, sleepers and the anvil. I just love it. So this really was very much it. a 4K match. I was watching this and I, my, my wife watches this with me and I was like, you know, it's so weird to think that if you had seen these three in WWE, Cesaro, Dean Ambrose, Daniel Bryan, it's like, yeah, they're going to be in a stable. And not only that, it's going to be one of the most consistent stables in wrestling, like no dissension, no tease of a split or anything for like two years. It's pretty incredible. Jam Beard says, I say Eddie beats Bryan at the pay-per-view. Brian refuses the handshake, run the rematch for the ROH pay-per-view coming up. Eddie wins an Iron Man match versus Brian. If that's the case, I would like to see Brian win, then drop the title back at the ROH pay-per-view. But 
You're the ROH expert here, Kate, who hosts the ROH post show every Thursday here on Fightful. How are you feeling about the booking surrounding this? I would just like for the ROH champion to be at ROH. I don't care who it is anymore at this point. They're never around. Eddie Kingston hasn't been on in eight weeks. Wheeler Yuta hasn't been on in 11. Kyle Fletcher, we obviously know what's going on with him. The Wheeler's, last... uh, Wheeler's injured, but Eddie Kingston is super not. Super not. The six-man belts, the last defense was in September against TMTK. Like, come on. Get your champions on the show. Uh, there'd be something extremely special about Brian Danielson being an ROH champion again. Like, if they've waited all this time to belt Brian Danielson with a triple crown that lets him say goodbye to wrestling in the coolest way possible, I would not be mad at it. Um, but I, I do think it's probably just Eddie's to hold on to until they hopefully build someone up on ROH to take that off of him. Crazy idea, I know. Uh, but it's just give me a champion on ROH, please, other than Athena. That would be refreshing. What I was hoping they would do with one, because they, they established an ROH women's TV title. They kind of got one. The TBS title seems like a TV title. It's named after a TV channel. Is the same thing I hope they do with the six mans, which we can uh, talk about moment. We can talk about now. As Eloquent says, can we end Bang Bang Scissor Gang? I'm hoping they unify them and they just become the world trios tag world trios titles. And then you can just use them on whatever brand that you want. World tag titles, world trios titles. I thought the world women's TV title would have worked well in that role too. Cause if you've got multiple companies, just use it as your golden ticket. And also if the world trios tag titles are on like a, a deadlock pro or a revolver show. Well, that makes sense too, because it's not tied to one company. The Bang Bang Scissor Gang, they poke a little fun at Max Caster's rap, and he pokes fun at it as well. Originally, before we had this report today on FightfulSelect.com, I was like, oh, brother, they're going to keep this going until the end of May. Now I'm at least hopeful. Okay, maybe not. Maybe just... April-ish, and then you set it up and you do the six-man unification there. Because I don't think they're they're doing this for Revolution or doing anything for them for Revolution. They don't need to. What What is your hope with this six-man debacle? Whew, I hope they rebuild the trios division, because if you let the, look at the rankings, it's like Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy and Mark Briscoe are like number three. That's not great. Um, I really don't like this programming. It's not for me at all. I am at the point where I'm very much in favor of an Anthony Bowen singles run and for him to have an outstanding C2 by the time we get to it for this year. Uh, Jay White, I, I knew Juice Robinson being out was going to hurt things, but it feels like a really big absence here. If they unify them, I would love that idea if they actually show up on ROH. But so far, we have not seen that pay off with the Triple Crown at all. That being said, even when they weren't unified, they still weren't there. But the trios belts uh, from ROH have been the most held hostage of anything. They have just never really been around for a very long time. So if you're going to unify them, that's cool. The only kind of bummer is I feel like the six-man belts of ROH have a much stronger lineage than the AEW trios titles. So it's kind of like whose history are you absorbing there? That that hurts yeah. it a lot. But there's a lot of six-man 
um, possibilities in ROH that I really like. Dalton Castle and the boys, always a standout there. Um, there's a, the a, a BCC. BCC, you have the Iron Savages and Jack Jameson. Like, there's there's enough balance on both programs. Oh, oh my gosh! Sorry, not not to interrupt, but I mean, you got the Don Callis family. You've got, uh, you've got, even though ideally not Satnam, Jeff, and Jay. You've got Undisputed Kingdom, um, Death Triangle, Mobile whatever. Kind of still Shane Taylor yeah. Promotions. I'm assuming is going to add someone. So of course, yeah. Um, I just would like to see that. I like your idea. I need the execution to follow up with that. Like, yeah. I would love Dark, that for women's tag titles as well. Dark Order is always there as well. Like, there there are options to do. I mean, they, they had to create these. Righteous. I was so in on that idea. And now it's just like, eh. I mean, the tag team titles used to feel like it wasn't a step back. It was a step to the side, like, with the people that held it. And the trios titles had to be made because there were so many great trios. We just haven't seen that implemented as much. Jan Beard says, speaking of clams, Kate knows my stance on Nigel and his clam chowder habits. Pixar didn't happen, bro. Okay. Orange Cassidy defeated Nick Wayne. We saw the kingdom get involved, which is a little confusing. Why would they want Nick Wayne to win the title? Unless Roderick Strong just he felt like Nick Wayne was an easier option or something, why why would they want that? The match is already set. Roderick Strong was facing Orange Cassidy, not Nick Wayne. I don't know. I was a little bit confused by that. Of course, the in ring was was fine considering who was in there. Um, of course, it's going to be good, but that was a little bit confusing to me. Yeah, I didn't really understand why this match was made to start with, and then this angle also didn't make a ton of sense to me. The spot that I liked most in the match was when Nick Wayne was on the top ropes and Orange Cassidy did his slow roll away to get out of the way. And he was like, well, I'll just do my insane stuff to the outside then. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Love that out of him. Super, super fun. But unless Roddy's going to win and the first thing they're trying to set up is him versus Nick Wayne, I don't really know what the point of this angle was. I feel like there's probably a better chance of facing this kind of punished, beat down Orange Cassidy that we've seen week over week, then there is a, a fairly fresh young Nick Wayne. Um, but that's just kind of the story that, as I interpret it, that Orange Cassidy has been constantly defending and all of his friends are getting beaten up and he's going to get beaten up too. But I was very happy to see Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta come back into this. This was fun. Yeah. I mean, Rocky being around uh, in a more official capacity now, since he's, He's officially with AEW, which he had been around for quite a while before that. But Nick Wayne's just going to keep getting better. And these are the types of people you want him to work with to get accustomed to TV and the like. But uh, yeah, the the kingdom integration, I was like, why? I understand from a storyline perspective, like why they would, you know, not like Orange Cassidy, but why would they possibly try to cost him the title? It didn't make any sense there. New Lack City says, SRS, no question for you. Just wanted to tell Kate she looks beautiful tonight. Oh. And I want to take her out with her looking like that. <laughs> Mike, look at this. Okay, how much was Can't wait for jet? revolution. Look at New Lack City. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Gonna have to send a bigger chat than that. that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you sincerely for the compliment. And Sean looks pretty, too. You guys can send in chats telling Sean how pretty he is. Yeah, you can tell me how pretty I am. 
Oh. Any of oh, those? Oh, oh. Oh, boy. I'm so jealous of everybody going to Revolution. It's such a good card. We're just going to be yelling we, with Alex behind the paywall that night. So come join us on Fightful Select. <laughs> we got a Jericho interview explaining the history of he and Atlantis. And then he defeats Atlantis Jr. With the uh, Lion Tamer. And we get the Lionheart Chris Jericho here. Chi-Town Spurs says Atlantis Jr. And Penta wrestling on the same night. Because our reporting was accurate. In that sense. Anyway, <laughs> Oscar says thoughts on the Atlantis Jr. versus uh, Jericho match and the presentation of CMLL A to B relationship. Any truth to the reports of CMLL talent losing work visas? Cheers. Yeah, there, it could happen. It certainly could happen. It doesn't seem like it's going to affect AEW too much based on the ones that they have, have used, but still, it ain't great. It's not good, but. This is, this seemed like a shoehorned match. It, I really think that Jericho just should have been off TV until from the, from the street fight where he got obliterated. Guess what happened two weeks ago? He was on a boat. You know, you saw him. You I were did. there. You witnessed it. Fightful can confirm. And then guess what? He was on tour in the UK for three weeks. So what that is, is a perfect opportunity for five or six weeks to put him on the shelf. And then, obviously, you don't know that this all-star extravaganza is going to become an all-star extravaganza because the meat madness got changed. But you leave a big question mark around one of those, and then you bring out big, uh, big name Chris Jericho there and... People are like, oh, hey, Judas, yeah, Judas in my mind. I don't know why they turned into Lonely on the inside, woo! And, and people are, are happy to see Jericho at the live show. Now, again, I want to say that is with 2020 hindsight uh, regarding the all-star extravaganza, pay-per-view, match, scramble, uh, all-star special from Huddle House, Waffle House, wherever the hell you get it, Denny's, the Denny's Grand Slam, yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> But they should not have had him on TV immediately following that violent street fight if you didn't have anything, like, real for him, I didn't think, Kate. No, and so what I've liked about the CMLL partnership is that I bug our moderator, Luis, to tell me more about CMLL because I don't follow it. I yeah. don't know it. Um, and there are some really great talent that I've discovered through Luis and watching it particularly in the women's division. Uh, Johnny Robbie, who's injured right now, is great. Uh, Stephanie Vecure, I discovered through That's her match against Mercedes. Yeah. Really, really great stuff. Um, I liked that they gave us a promo to set this up because I really just had very little context for this. This match was not like a great match, and it did feel very superfluous. Like It did feel like they looked at dynamite and were like, well, we have this much time. Let's fill it with something that's inconsequential yeah. to move it forward. Normally when they do that, I'm like, this is a banger. It has no significance, but this match rules. This did not have that for me. Uh, and because I don't follow the CMLL product or know that much history about Chris Jericho, this just didn't do a ton for me, but 
for the people it was for, I'm glad they got it, but the match was just, you know, it, it was what it was. It was there. This was not like me finding out about Echicero and being like, holy crap, that guy is incredible <laughs> for yeah. me. Uh, but the people was for it was for, and uh, that's cool. Like that, that's good for them. But for me, this didn't really do much. And uh, because Alex isn't here, I feel like I should have a backwards hat on and be ranting and raving about how terrible this was. So just know that those are the vibes I'm emitting on his behalf as he's not here. Something, something, his tiny hat from when he was the pain maker, something, something. Angry, angry, angry. So there is an all-star scramble match. Jericho is in it, as is Powerhouse Hobbs, Hook, Lance Archer, Wardlow, Brian Cage, and two wrestlers TBA. The TBA will be Matt Seidel versus Magnus of CMLL, in which I would have Magnus win as a good faith thing for CMLL. Matt Seidel can afford the loss. Then there's Brian Keith versus Dante Martin versus Penta to determine a spot. Now, I don't know if Penta is able to be in it because I don't know the AAA type of thing because Penta is just AEW now. But again, there are some foggy rules there. Very clearly, Penta is still able to wrestle the Knights CMLL uh, talent are on the show. But I would have probably either, I probably have, I, w- I think Brian Keith should. Yes. But if they had Dante Martin in there to be the bump and, oh my God, look at that shit guy, I wouldn't hate that either. But, Kate, winner gets an AEW world title shot. Simple. Good. Something to add to this. I'm fine with that. Uh, they were going to add some more people to meet Madness that they couldn't add as Tony very clearly stated in his tweet. And then people go, well, all three guys are, are in this match. He very clearly implied that there were going to be more ingredients added that couldn't make it. How are you feeling about the all-star scramble? Uh, it feels like a thrown together scramble, but that's okay. Uh, it's a, it's literally called a scramble. I'm not like, where's the storytelling in my all-star scramble. I feel like it should also be Brian Keith uh, in the match that you mentioned. I think they might go with Dante because you also don't want Brian Keith to be the guy that keeps showing up in multi-man matches and losing or whatever, like finding some footing for him in a more consistent storyline, I think would probably be a reasonable next step either in AEW or on ROH. Uh, Cause he, he's ping-ponging a little bit too much. And I don't know if him losing another situation like this would be necessarily very good for him. Um, and Dante's going to do some crazy shit in there. So that's, that's probably the way that I'm leaning for that. But um, I like things with stakes that are, have clarity. That's good. If Miro's not ready to go, it feels like that guy has to be ready for that match because the first meat match was Hobbs versus Miro in the I'll most organic you, meat rising ever. I'll tell you what would have had stakes. A meat madness match. Huh? Meet Norma huh? says, SRS, respectfully, you're pretty too. Well, thank you. Aaron says, Sean, <laughs> you look great. I'll see you at Revolution. Vicky says, Sean, you are so pretty, but I'm afraid Sting is number one. He wears face paint. Uh, and then two LT cold photo says SRS best drop toe hold in the game. Oh, this whole thing. I don't know if I know any wrestling. <laughs> Look at that. Look at Look that. Look at that control. thing. Ooh. Ooh. Looking good. Looking good over there. But also, like, I said to tell Sean he's pretty. I didn't say more people tell him than me. 
sending more chats toward me. <laughs> Will, by the way, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Uh, again, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Best $5 in the business. But hey, you know, maybe you don't maybe you don't have the scratch. That's okay. There are free ways to support us. You can subscribe to any of our audio platforms, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and you can leave us a nice review over there. I cannot tell you how much that leaving those reviews helps us because we are a video-first platform. Uh, a lot of people don't necessarily find us on those audio platforms. We're not pushed as much there. So you leaving a nice review helps combat some of the trolls that have shown up that really hate Kate and Alex and leave us one-star reviews. Uh, so you could really help us there. Will the professor says, Sean, try Stamey's Barbecue right across from the Coliseum. I'm from Winston-Salem. We go there every time we go to the event at the Coliseum. Well, Winston-Salem's one of my favorite cities on the planet. Like, I... I got a little lost intentionally in Winston-Salem, and I was like, shit, I could live here. But uh, I will definitely be going, getting some North Carolina barbecue, and I guess it's fair that Meat Normus follows up and says, the butcher should be in Meat Madness. Yes, he should. Yeah. It should, he should be a 64-man tournament. I'm hell-bent yes. on this idea. Have fun at the I would love show. to, like, we could do that on Select, do like a... Ooh do like a selection Sunday thing and each one of us have like a bunch of names and they can't, they either got to be under AEW new Japan CMLL or free agents. I think that could be an awful lot of fun and have some surprises in there as well. Hell yeah. Sky blue. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be very funny. <laughs> a funny, a funny story. So, um, in I think it was in Nashville, I had been toying with the idea of wrestling again whenever they did SummerSlam there. And my wife had seen some of the things physically that wrestling and MMA had done to me, like not wonderful things. And Marco Stunt looked at me from like 40 feet away and he just locked eyes with me and he ran at me full speed. And I picked him up and did a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. And Mark, it's like Marco knew. It's like we looked at each other without ever having said a word, and it was tilt-a-whirl backbreaker in the middle of a crowd. And she goes, you're going to fucking wrestle again. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like, you, you want to wrestle again, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah. If, I mean, if he's doing tilt-a-whirl backbreakers to himself, how can I, I mean not, right? That sounds like the that was like a sweet little like 80s movies crush yeah. moment that you had. Pink Fuzzy Border showed up. Yeah. Marco comes running into your arms. It's sweet. TLT or 2LT Cole Photo says, Kate, the bangs are on point. Thank you. Well, if you'd like your bangs to be on point. Is your sex life stuck in developmental? Well, get ready for a call up. With BlueChew.com and the code FIFL. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but how about this? No awkward in-person visits. No trips to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But let me tell you, your package is not going to be discreet when you use BlueChew and the code FIFL. Helps to give you that confidence, that performance to take you straight to the main event, if you know what I'm saying. When approved online by one of our physicians, it just arrives straight to your door. You're not going to have people nosing around with what you're doing. And right now, you get your first shipment free when you use the code 
fightful. Go straight to the top. If you know what I mean. Memorable performance, high spot, you know, whatever other innuendos you can think of. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. <coughs> Sky Blue defeated Chris Statlander. Thanks Sky to... Blue Chew defeated Chris Statlander. Yeah, Sky Blue Chew. <laughs> Thanks to Julia, who uh, FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, had reported previously, was not cleared. They got, felt like a lot of time for this match. A whole lot of time. And it had seemed... Like Sky Blue was sort of falling back into that spot of, well, she's on TV, but she's losing. No, not the case. And they had a really, really good match here. Um, the Stokely element of this is he, he's tried to be like good guy Stokely through all of this. He's trying to change his his stripes, so to speak, here. But uh, this one got good time. Sky Blue got the win. I thought that this was uh, one. Uh, it, it conditions you to go. Oh well, maybe this isn't as predictable as I anticipated, which is definitely what we need on this show. Yes, uh, and Chris Atlander and Sky too have had a couple of matches now, so I I like that Sky's kind of first big win. I think upset win was over Chris, and that's something that's kind of continued. I give a lot of credit to, I said this on Select, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but it feels sort of intentional that so much of Stokely's gimmick was kind of like hitting on ladies that would treat him like they were out of his league and they would kind of brush him off or whatever. Never felt yeah. uncomfortable, but it does feel like they've made an active choice to steer away from that um, since the Vince stuff kind of surfaced. It, it really does. I noticed a shift pretty quickly and I give them a ton of credit if, if that's what they wanted to do, if they felt like hey, maybe a guy in a position of authority being flirtatious with women isn't the way to go here, but it, it did seem like it, it played into the storyline a little bit. Really good match, really refreshing. Like that we've been getting multiple women's matches. A lot of times it's been a squash and a match that has some link to it. Today we just had a bunch of length to this one, and I think it was good. And also just very nice to see another storyline that is title adjacent but directly affecting the title picture in a sense. So the more we get to build out stories like that for this women's division, the better. We're seeing so much progress coming in uh, right before Mercedes Monet is about to debut. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody, but a ton of growth creatively um, from the talent that they've been bringing in between Red Velvet's return, Quima Amanada, like so many really, really great things coming here. But like this story being a longer burn has been something that's interesting and it leaves a lot of curiosity about who's kind of coming out face and heel out of this. I, I like that because it feels genuinely like we might get some murkiness out of this. And I like that. I like when wrestling genuinely makes me wonder and I don't know what's going to happen, but it feels like yeah. they know what's going to happen as opposed to feeling like nobody knows what's going on. So good and in stuff. these, and in these situations, like I don't, I don't hate the idea of them being like, okay, well let's see how the crowd reacts to this before we decide what we're going to do next. Because I think that a lot of good stories can, can sort of have that. John Black says, uh, <clears throat> just join the Discord. Love what you guys are doing at F or Fightful Select. I first saw Sting at Halloween Havoc in 9 to 1. He's still got it. Looking forward to Revolution. Yeah, we're going to really expand that Discord too. Like, we're going to add some sports channels, maybe some video game channels. Cause I mean, Mike Straw helps us out a lot over there. And I mean, he is, I mean, he is one of the best video game reporters out there. Uh, so I would love to have uh, more implementation of that. 
Tom says SRS bring the elite segue heat there. They weren't even contracted for this show. I just ha I had to take that opportunity. <laughs> it was right there. Uh, they won't complain about the extra read. No, Blue sure. Chew has <laughs> been very good to us for years. Uh, Patrick Moore says y'all's witty uh, wrestling. Re oh, repertoire usually goes over my head. Uh, but I find I find the energy infectious. Kate is the real timeless one. I want the Samoa Joe reign to continue. Will it? I think it will, but I would I would like to see Swerve win. I would. I feel like if I'm the real timeless one, I should get a black and white filter right over me. I'm sure you could. I mean, hell stopping you and go to your settings. Oh, aggressive how do they not have that built into Streamyard yet great app by the way wonderful app thank god they're doing yes. that that way we don't have to run everything through wirecast or obs studio but Oof. zach schimmel says can't wait to beat him much for the fightful family on another side note i think osprey and Takeshita is going to be the match to steal the show i do as well i think that the in ring in the united states on a television level is about to be increased. And if I were AEW, I would do what I can to make sure that Will Ospreay television matches don't have commercials. I would make sure to have them before or right after or something like that because the things that he is about to do weekly on TV are going to be insane, Kate. Yeah, I agree. And it was nice to see him here today. I popped for the Kermit the Frog on leg day live. <laughs> <laughs> his promo but one thing that i really liked about uh will osprey's run was I, I think the way you leave is important and i think we've been seeing that more and more and more cody might be the best example of it in all of wrestling the way he left wwe the first time to the independence and new japan and AEW, like the way you leave things is important and will osprey both did that in um his work and seemingly his attitude uh the match with michael oku being incredible and putting over one of the rising risen talents maybe in that scene um bringing the first death match in forever or war games match to new japan and telling an incredible story the way he left that reminds you why this guy's such a valuable asset coming in and it's good that there's a story to for him to come into i had some issues with the the callous promo but if you want to summarize it beforehand <laughs> yeah osprey is he says he's there i mean his so much of his charm is that you can tell how passionate he really is and that's honestly what has made him a great promo in new japan at those pressers especially he just says what he feels whether it's happy or very very angry he says what he feels the Don Callis family comes out. Takeshita and Osprey get nose to nose. Callis is getting booed. Thankfully, he's got a little bit of heat here because it's just so much of what he has been involved with has been an albatross because it's gone on forever. And finally, it's something else. And I'm hoping this one doesn't last until world's end. But um, they got face-to-face, -face, being Takeshita and Osprey, nose-to-nose, and uh, got a little dicey there. Easy says, Drew is on fire, but Christian is heel of the year to me. Guy forever cracks me up. Absolutely jacked Osprey is here. Him versus Takeshita is going to hump, and uh, we'll, we'll answer the rest of it but in a moment. But 
I think this is going to be match of the night. Um, no Kyle Fletcher. Somebody says no Kyle Fletcher with Callis. Interesting. FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, reported he's unfortunately experiencing visa issues. But I love I like the that they... chat just lighting up with bruvs. Just bruvs. Bruv, yeah. <laughs> Leave a bruvs yeah. up on this video. Hey, let's get cranks in the chat. Cranks <laughs> yeah, in the chat and in the comments. Let's crank, That's what I guys. Want. Uh, uh, Easy E says, last, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, my issue with the Don Cal's promo was, and I had a lot of people explain it to me, so thank you so much. <laughs> I don't think it's ever good going into a pay-per-view to say, it doesn't matter who wins. I get the intent of what he was saying. I think that is a dumb way to say it. I did not like this promo from him. I am glad that he got some heat because this has not been good. But when Will Ospreay has genuinely spent the past year making himself the standard of the industry and he's coming into debut and Takeshita has had huge win after huge win, like three of them over Kenny Omega, yeah. one over Jericho, like talking about them being brothers fighting, but the reasoning why of one of the fastest rising stars in AEW, one of the most standout stars of today versus who I feel like is now the standard in, in professional wrestling with Will Ospreay debuting. Talk about that. Don't sit there. Never sit there and say, hey, yeah. the results of a match you're about to see don't matter. Because um, I, I, I get it. I get that it matters to the talent and not Don Callis. It should. It should matter. Yeah. I think the implication of Don Callis as well, he gets his win bonus no matter what. But, I mean, by that same token, you could have just been like, well, he's Will Ospreay. He's going to get a match against somebody else and aimed for two win bonuses. Sure. Easy E says, lastly, if Drew just happens to make free agency, does Tony take a serious run at him? Uh, I would find it shocking if for some reason Drew McIntyre hits free agency, which I don't expect to happen. I don't think that Tony, or I don't think that Tony Khan would pass on making an offer to him. Like that, that is especially the run that he's on. I've seen a lot of very weird ass comments where people are like, oh, funny. Whenever somebody signs with AEW, you hear that WWE had interest in them, but not the other way around. So let me, let me break this down for you. Uh, Jade Cargill, AEW didn't have interest in retaining her. We didn't report that they wanted to keep her. Oh, holy shit. Look at that. Oh, we did. Guy named Cody Rhodes. He founded, helped found AEW. Okay, so who are some of the other ones? Johnny Gargano? Okay, we reported that there was at least contact between those two sides. Uh, who else we got? This Tama Tonga fellow? Well, I did an interview with Tama Tonga last year in which I said, hey, why have you never been on AEW? And he's like, I don't feel like answering that type of thing. Okay, I asked why that, why, why that was the case. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Lexus King? Yeah, I think AEW may have been interested in him at a time, like at some point. Sean Spears signed with WWE. Guess what? AEW let him out of his deal early to go there, as reported by FightfulSelect.com. I'm just, I'm always impressed when people like want to publicly out themselves as not reading. Not, it's yeah. very, very weird to me, but I guess I, I shouldn't be surprised. Love to do it. <laughs> They do love to do it. <laughs> Everybody, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Irene says Osprey should break up the Callus family, create an AEW version of UE, uh, which is United Empire. 
could be a great face faction to challenge BCC and Undisputed Kingdom. I would imagine that is on the horizon. I, I can't. So I think that Hobbs is going to split from Callus. I think that uh, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher split from all of this. And uh, I think that Callus is basically left with Takeshita as the only family he needs type of thing. And I think that's probably a good person to have him with. Well, the Young Bucks uh, confront Eddie Kingston. They talk about instituting a a uh, dress code. They're looking for Sting. They walk into the room full of bath, which is a callback from an old promo that Sting did. And they come out to the ring and they end up attacking Darby Allen. Before we get to the attack, what did you think of the, the backstage shenanigans man this young bucks run is really tough for all the old heads who are like well if i can't use a bunch of slurs and be awful i don't know how i can really work because i see people getting worked by the young bucks every single week of this i've been civic. seeing it for 10 years yeah. i've been seeing people get worked they do too many super kicks well guess what they then they do a super kick counter Nine. and they do a hundred of them million of them um they i've been magnify loving. they magnify every common criticism and they're like well we're just gonna we're just gonna make they you say, complain about it more crank is what they do they said they're let's like, crank, crank. <laughs> oh now we God. know what it means um but it, it cracks me up how many people are just authentically getting worse dress code should only apply for <sighs> the golden girl so hi alex Jesus, we have a lot of Sting Super Chats. So, I got a little emotional. Now, I want to say this. I agree with, uh, I wish these would have been sorted, but Mr. Showtime says, what was Sting waiting for? Unnecessary entrance. Uh, but Sting emerges from the rafters. And I was like, I hadn't even considered it a possibility, Kate. It's been like 25 years. I think probably, I can't remember if he did it after Owen, the, the tragedy with Owen. But he came down from the rafters and saved Darby. And that was the wrap on the show. Now, before that, Ric Flair came out and threw some of the worst looking strikes you're ever going to see. Granted, they were from a 732-year-old man, but the Bucks sold them. And then they hit him right in the penis. Oh, no. Kind of deserves it. But yeah. um, <clears throat> Sting from the rafters is all I really give a shit about. Yeah. Man, that had me a little emotional. What's so cool about Sting to me is a lot of times when there's wrestlers that were on before I started watching, which is the case here, because I started watching in 2009. So the only thing I got to see live was his WWE run, which was not great. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of times where I feel disconnected because I understand that certain things are nostalgic and I don't really develop an attachment to them. I really don't care that much about The Rock. I know that's insane to most wrestling fans, and I get it. But staying the, on the The same, only Rock you have known is Cena versus Rock and, and Rock Punk. coming back and beating up jobbers, and that's it. 
and CM Punk leveling him on the mic and The Rock ending my favorite wrestler's reign at that point. So um, a lot of times there's a detachment, but with Sting, it's been so evident. And I think that largely has to do with the way he's been used in AEW and just the sincerity of every promo he's given, whether it's been with Darby or even the promo we got last week where he was talking about like, man, I felt invincible and thinking about all the insane spots he's done and how real that all felt. Like there's something very sincere on this thing run that allows me the insight of um, when I go back and watch Surfer Sting or when I go back and watch Crow or the Joker, like I had appreciation for all of those things, but getting to see him still be special in real time is something that makes that all the sweeter and it makes you appreciate it more as a fan um, and so for even someone who wasn't watching at all, then I had chills with him descending from the rafters, which I think is, a, it says a lot. I think that's a big accomplishment when you can put someone like me back in a time when they weren't even watching at that time. So that's really, really cool. Don't sell for Ric Flair. Uh, there's no way that's going to be believable. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. It's terrible. Um, them not selling would have been really fun to me, actually, if they had just done some that's not very okay with the EVPs. You're going to get fined stuff. It's terrible. Ric Flair should not be in a wrestling ring, even doing as limited as he did. Uh, it looks terrible. It's bad. And countering it feels like elder abuse at this point. I don't like it. Um, however, kind of none of that matters at all, even a little bit, because of the way that this all ended. So complaints about the things that led up to it, yes. Do they matter? No, because what matters is just the way that that show ended. Um, what a special way to send out a really, really special and important figure in wrestling, not only with what he did in the ring, but it sounds like from Darby's letter on the Players' Tribune and everything like that, what an asset to have backstage as well. Um, I will be crying at someone I didn't watch in real time, maybe for the first time, uh, in his goodbye match for sure, I think. This was just yeah. really well done and an excellent use of his time in AEW. Um, over the past three years. Really, really well done by them. We've got a bunch of super chats, humper chats. Feel free to get some more in, guys. Zach says, Shauna will not call you pretty, but handsome will do. Slap nuts <laughs> says, Sting had me emotional tonight. Hope he comes out Sunday with all different versions of his face paint. I love your hair too, Sean. Well, thank you so Aww. much. I hope Darby comes out as surfer Sting. That's what I want. I think that with his his blonde hair that works out, pretty well and it could be different for darby that could be fun i could yeah. get behind it delo says not gonna lie the four-year-old me made 32 year old me cry when sting came out from the rafters also osprey talking about his vacation popped me that was very funny too yeah <laughs> basco says it's sting love the ending and kate's hair oh thank you <laughs> jim beard says crow sting that brought me right back to my 90s in my childhood William Tucker says, when Sting came down from the rafters, I got choked up. Thought about when Sting came down and Dusty Rhodes was screaming, do something. It was a special era. It was such a special era. I spoke about it uh, today, like on, on The Hump, which you guys can check out here on all of our platforms. When Sting and Hogan were going at it, I was like, okay, I was a little Hulkamaniac as a kid, but he was way different than Hollywood Hogan. I was a big Sting fan as a kid, way different than the Sting, and I was seeing these two like cool new versions go at it. It was so, so it was a perfect example of what reinvention can be without changing everything. Yes, 
William Tucker says, first saw Sting, a surfer Sting in UWF, followed him to WCW, rejoined Fightful. You guys rock. Well, you rock, William Tucker. Thank you so much. I love hearing somebody that followed him from UWF as well. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> Zach Barber says, feel like a 10-year-old again. Sting repelled from the rafters and kicked ass to close the show. All-time AEW moment. Still got chills. I really want him to no sell the I'm sorry, I love you double super kicks and then beat their asses and win so badly. Just Mask says, never got to see that before tonight. Chills, man. It's so wild because it was a thing that as I watched it, I it's something that was so familiar to me, but I didn't even examine as a possibility of sure. really happening. Yeah, it's almost it's a little like out of body-ish when you see that because it feels like you're not in the present moment of wrestling. Like that's just such a special and such a specific thing, right? Like yeah. um, him descending with that look and the way that he did from the rafters is just, that's him. That's like, what, what better way to send him off? Well, he could have had Lord a, who was in our chat attacking him at a local Walmart as he is known to do, uh, or just really anywhere. Uh, Lord a, nobody is safe from him there. Jam Beard says Sting should do a multi-entrance thing, sort of like what Jericho did a few years ago. Surfer, Joker, Crow, Sting. I mean, I think that would be kind of cool. I think there should be like some very, the I mean, there should be some theatrical thing. Every damn time they do a pay-per-view entrance with those two, it's some big theatrical thing. So this won't be any different. No, sure. they, they tend to do tribute stuff extremely well. Mm. So I'm I'm looking forward to whatever they have in store because they've had a ton of time to plan it. They've known this was coming. Um, so whether it's other people dressed as Sting through the eras or whatever, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mike the Jeweler sends in a very generous Humper chat and says, "What's up, SRS and Kate?" <laughs> so he meant to write Sting coming from the rafters brought goosebumps, but he put Sting coming from the Raptors. Oh my gosh, what a trade. Oh my God. All the way from from Toronto? Wow. He came from the Raptors. Listen, if they get, who would I, uh, Satnam Singh. That's who I want them to get. Oh, there you go. Yeah. No, I want them to get Satnam Singh by, by far. Says he's excited to see his retirement match live and meet you. So hope to link up. I'm going to bring some herb. Well, thank you for publishing that you're going to bring drugs. Like, uh, <laughs> I greatly appreciate Oh, like you that. haven't done them on this stream before. Oh, God. He says, Chunky Monkey Phil was in his feels. Cry me a river, Philip. LOL. Take care. Um, Mike, we are coordinating something on the Discord that I will try to get you looped into for that Sunday. I'm sure it'll be at the venue, just where we all are. Meeting up. I'm going to try to get. Yeah, uh, not you. You won't be there. You'll be here reviewing things on uh, Sour Graps, the post show. But FightfulSelect.com. Me and Alex Plasky, best $5 in the biz. Is there any way he can come out to the man called Sting on Sunday? I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's a way they can do like the kid's voice and stuff and do the the reading. But I don't know. I think uh, they'll probably have. Seek and destroy, I would imagine. But Kim Gray says, when we met Sting in 2021, 10-year-old me would have been so jealous. My first favorite wrestler, so gracious. Stayed late to meet everyone. I'll never forget it. He's the best, man. He's the best. So many people crushing- have stories like that. It's so, it's so awesome when that's such a repeated thing. 
I am Crush NC says Sting coming down from the rafters warmed my heart. So excited <laughs> for this Sunday. Tonka is in de- uh, Deadlock Pro and Wrestling. LFG, see you in Greensboro, MF. Yeah, I mean, it's it, we got so many people that are going to be there in Greensboro. I'm probably just going to show up well before doors open and try to hang out with a bunch of you guys. The who's who uh, of Fightful Discord. I get it, Sean. I understand. Everybody but me is going to be there. Jambeard says, thanks hair. to that other chat, I now want to see Satnam with Sting face paint. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wrap up. Thank you to Luis, our moderator, by the way. It says, uh, for Maddie Nice, it says, will we be getting more people from Sting's past Sunday? Would love to see Vampiro, Mick, Lex, etc. The show needs to end with Sting standing tall in the locker room and legends applauding him. I hope so. I hope they all come out and they show him respect. Um, I, I hope that hope Lex is there. Um, I, I hope that they make that happen because. Uh, well, we know that they I get the want... graphic if they do. So. Absolutely. Somebody <laughs> says we want Satnam Sting. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> Kate, tell the people where they can find you and your wonderful new hair. Oh, well, thank you. You can find my wonderful new hair. Right on my head. But you can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on social media. Normally on Wednesdays, I'm at the Mark Order Podcast at Mark Order Pod on Twitter. Other than that, all over Fightful. Mondays on Fightful Select with Alex Pulaski doing the Sour Graphs post show. Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday on the main doing NXT, ROH, and SmackDown respectively. And this weekend, because we're still around and not there live, Alex and I will be on Fightful Select with an alternative post show to what's going to be on the main channel. So you want a different format a completely different very weird vibe uh you've got me and alex palowski best five dollars in the biz join us back there uh guys we just have stuff all week long here on youtube uh my bobby fish interview it was a lot of fun like he was a good sport about where's the lie he was great about that uh grapsity talked to daniel garcia that is now up today uh on thursday we have Deanna Perrazzo joining us. And how about this? Dennis Farrell, who does the, the Wrestling Perspective podcast, was like, ah, you know, Ace and Lars aren't around. I'm just going to go get Dimitri Young from the Cincinnati Reds. I just love that. It's so wild how he's just like randomly like, ah, you know, I'll pull out a Jason Kendall or somebody like that. Or, you know, maybe a former two-time Major League Baseball All Star, uh, and I've been it's always tweeting great at to Kittle that. to join us on ROH because Pentas his favorite wrestler. Go. He never responds. We have <laughs> a ton of great interviews from Anna that are so much different than what we usually do. Becky Lynch, Nia Jack, Seth Rollins, Bianca Belair, Kevin Owens, Tiffany Stratton, all did great. We had the first interview with Grizzled Young Vets after WWE. We've got our new series, Crime and Combat. You get that early on Fightful Select. But uh, Jake something, we talked to him. Uh, For some reason, this TNA video of Eric Young is now the most viewed non-short of our platform of any wrestling video we've ever posted. 237,000 views on YouTube. Over 1 million views across all platforms. Nice. I don't understand Let's go. But, and we also, in honor of Virgil, 
we released the worst interview that we ever did. Now, before any of you judge and you're like, oh, you're, you're picking on him, he had people in his ear. This is before the, the years before the dementia diagnosis uh, and all that. And obviously, dementia is near and dear to my heart, but we had that. And also, I would encourage you guys to look up. Jeremy Lambert did a great feature three or four years ago where he spoke to he, he went to AEW full gear and only asked AEW wrestlers about Virgil. That was the only thing that he did. <laughs> that, Find yourself someone who loves you as much as Jeremy Lambert loves bits. Honest to God. God yes. bless him. <laughs> yes, it was uh, phenomenal. It was great. But uh, guys, check it out. Looking forward to seeing all of you except for Kate on Sunday. Until next time, we're out.